Hello and welcome to The Emily Cooper Show. My name is Emily Cooper, obviously, and I am a certified life coach and NLP practitioner. I am passionate about taking women from being stuck in their lives to being free and magnetic as fuck. On this podcast, I'm going to be giving you some no bullshit life advice by talking all things feminine flow, conscious relationships, mindset work, embodiment, abundance, and so much more. If you're interested in working with me, head over to my Instagram at Emily Viner Cooper, where I post loads more free content and I love interacting with my community. Without further ado, let's get on to today's episode. Hello, good morning. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. I have such limited time right now to actually record this episode. Um, Life in the past two, three weeks has just exploded. I've kind of alluded to this in previous episodes. I will eventually do some sort of post or podcast or live about it because I've learned so much over the last couple weeks. Sorry, that's my dog snorting in the background. That is disgusting. Anyway, um, but all that is to say that life has been insanely busy. The Easter weekend, also, there have been so many different public holidays. I think we've had five weeks of four-day weeks, so it's been really like disruptive and chaotic, but also so happy and peaceful at the same time. Um, All that is to say that I have not a lot of time to record this, so I'm going to try and get in as much um, information and stuff that's just going to help you, because I know this is a really pressing topic um, in a short amount of time. So basically, I'm not going to be able to ramble like I am currently doing. Let's get into the episode. Right, people-pleasing, boundaries, and responding to criticism. These three topics are all very clearly linked in my mind, and generally, if you have an issue in the one, you're going to also have an issue in the other. Not always, Obviously, we are all individuals, we're all unique, we're all going to have different contexts um, and ways of responding, but generally speaking, they can uh, be and often are linked. So let's start with people-pleasing. People-pleasing, I'm sure no one really needs a definition, but when you are unable to say no to people, when you are unable to put your own needs first or your own wants first, it doesn't even have to be a need. Like, if you would rather watch Netflix instead of going out to like some party um, that's not necessarily a need unless you haven't slept for like a week and then sleep is a need but it's not necessarily a need it's just a desire Um, but you say yes to the party and you say no to yourself that is people pleasing because you are ranking that person above yourself Um, you are too scared of offending that person, having that person judge you, um, like losing a friendship or an acquaintance, um, causing conflict. You are too scared of that. Um, So you would rather sacrifice your own needs and wants to keep the peace or to make sure that you're not judged, not criticized, etc., etc., 
The first thing that I want to highlight regarding people-pleasing is that it is, to an extent, biological. And I've mentioned this in previous Q&As that I've done on my Instagram, um, previous posts that I've made. People-pleasing is, to an extent, embedded within us as women. I'm always sending you back to the caveman days, and that's because we are very much still living out of this primal response, our nervous systems are still there, um, where women were the nurturers, they were the carers, they were the mothers, they were the community um, members, the people that kept the community together from a nurturing point of view. The men were the protectors and providers. So if you did something as a woman to piss off the rest of the group and you were cast out, you would not be able to survive in the wild. You would not be able to survive. You would not be able to protect or provide for yourself. Therefore, being included in a group, ensuring your inclusion, ensuring your um, acceptance is a survival mechanism that is very much embedded within the very foundation of who we are as women. So it is not necessarily the case that if you um, are a people pleaser or you struggle to put in boundaries or you fear judgment uh, that it is necessarily a trauma response from your childhood, it is often just the fact that we have this ingrained um, response, this ingrained survival response, this protection mechanism within us as women. Men are much less susceptible to this um, fear or this behavior um, and if they do have a fear of judgment or they are people pleasers it's more often the case that it comes from or like only the case that it comes from a childhood response not a biological response because biologically men's nervous systems know that in the wild they can protect and provide so they're okay they're not going to die right uh, alongside that is that we can also have these childhood responses and so in childhood if we grew up in a family where um, boundaries were not respected for example uh, in my family it the narrative and this wasn't no one was attempting to be toxic or anything but the narrative was that the needs of the family come first, that we are the strong family unit, that nothing can break us down. Um, and so if you had a lot of work or you were stressed or you actually just didn't want to go to a family event, um, it was very much always pushed that if the family needs something, you drop everything for the family. Um, and that the family's got to stick together and your needs are not as important. They're important, but they're not as important as the needs of the family. That includes, for myself, um, I was always the black sheep of the family. I was always the one that questioned. I was always the one that argued against some of the narratives that I didn't agree with. And included in that was suppress your thoughts, your beliefs, your opinions to keep the family happy. Don't speak about th certain things to keep the family happy. Don't ask certain questions to keep the family happy. And when I went out of line, as I did very often to this day, I go out of line, um, it was met with harsh criticism and um, 
some sort of like outcasting for a period of time um and genuinely this happened to me this year where I was kind of outcast for like two weeks or so because I went against that grain now if you have that sort of a a childhood family dynamic where um, the needs of the family always came first or if you had some sort of um, family dynamic or school dynamic community dynamic religious dynamic where you would actually um, be in trouble if you didn't do what you were told um, and not just like your parents like telling you to make your bed but um, if if your needs were constantly suppressed your desires were constantly suppressed um, because you could be in danger if you did not keep somebody happy um, or you could be made to feel really bad about yourself if you did not keep somebody happy um, then you just like me are going to have this ingrained people-pleasing response where somewhere along the line your subconscious has connected your your self-worth your um, ability to be loved and accepted to you being this perfect daughter or mother or friend or woman um, that never upsets anybody else and as soon as you upset or offend anybody else as soon as you put yourself first to the like quote, detriment of somebody else, um, you are immediately outcast, unlovable, unworthy, less than. And so then what you have is this: these two things running together. You have the uh, biological response and you have the trauma response. So it is amplified. And in those situations, you really, really struggle to put yourself first, to put your needs first, to embody your boundaries. Right. Um, And as I've just alluded to, being a people pleaser, you won't be able to enforce boundaries. And boundaries can come in so many different forms. You can have boundaries with your family. Um, For example, growing up, when I was still living in my family home, my mom would often just open my door without knocking. And that immediately struck a nerve with me and I don't even know why to be honest like it's not as if I was doing anything dodgy in my room it just bothered me it was my personal space that was being invaded upon and um one day I did speak up about it um and it was not taken well at all um and for a while, I really struggled to impose boundaries. It, so again, it could be boundaries within your family. It could be boundaries within your work life. If your boss is messaging you after hours, for example, it, if you're a people pleaser, it's going to be really challenging to say to your boss, hey, um, I would actually appreciate if you don't message me after hours because that is my family time. If you are in that people-pleasing mentality, the narrative that's going to be going on in your subconscious is if I upset him, he's either going to fire me or he's going to not give me that promotion that I'm wanting or he's going to, um, I don't know, make my life at work hell, whatever it is. 
there's this narrative of, okay, I'm just, it doesn't feel good in my body. It feels like an infringement of some boundary that I want to impose. It feels uncomfortable, but I'm going to let it slide um, because I, I want to keep the peace. Subconsciously, what you're actually saying is his needs are more important than mine. Or I'm fearful of some outcome. And then the offset of that is that you are going to start complaining about other people abusing your time, your energy, your money, your um, worth, what you bring to the table. You're going to be complaining to anybody that will listen about your boss that texts you late at night or your um, family member who won't stop telling you what to do with your children. Um, but you won't actually be doing anything about it. And what you don't change, you choose. It's a little bit of tough love, but it's tough love that I've given myself before. I think I mentioned this in a previous um, episode, but I was at one point living with a very... um, I was just living in a toxic uh, situation with a ex-flatmate. And... I felt like she was constantly imposing my on my boundaries. Um, she was very needy on me. She was very dependent on me. And I just felt very smothered all the time. And I felt like I never had space or time to, to myself um, in my own house. And I would complain all the time to my partner and to my best friend about the situation. And one day I was driving to work and this thought just dropped into my head. Oh, this was when I was still in law. This thought dropped into my head of, Emily, you keep complaining about it, but by not changing it, you are choosing it. You are choosing the very behavior that you are not changing. And so, oh, sorry, you're choosing the very behavior that you're complaining about. And so the next day I moved out. And hey, I was not smothered anymore. My boundaries are not impeded on anymore. And I understand that's a very privileged thing to just be able to move out. Um, The next scenario would have had to have been having a conversation and imposing boundaries but by that point I had another place I could go um it was my plan to move anyway so I just brought up that timeline so um I had this scenario with a friend just yesterday where she was complaining and I actually made an Instagram post about it which will be released um on Wednesday so tomorrow if you're listening to this on the day of this episode's release um where she was complaining about a her the guy that she's seeing being super like flimsy with plans and cancelling last minute and yet she would not very maturely just say to him hey Sam it's not his name but hey Sam um I really appreciate when we make plans in advance and I don't really appreciate them being cancelled on last minute unless it's an absolute emergency um in future could that situation please not happen again. It's it's a very mature thing to say. Um, it's You're not being triggered. You're not responding really aggressively. You're just enforcing a boundary. Cool, solid. And more, than not, more often than not, if the person is worth keeping, if the person has any value in your life, you um, they will respond with kindness and with understanding. If the person responds with malice and trigger and upset, 
then that person is just someone that does not know how to impose boundaries for themselves. And you don't have to take it personally. It can wash off of you because they clearly do not understand the concept of boundaries. And you can actually wish them love and healing and compassion because if they did know how to impose boundaries, their lives would probably be a lot better. But you don't have to take their reaction personally. And you might also think about limiting their... Um, presence in your life or taking removing it altogether because they're more than likely just going to keep imposing on your boundaries because they do not understand the concept of boundaries um, which will just weigh you down drag you down drain you you don't need that energy um, but if they are this you know worthy person of your time and energy they are going to respond maturely and um, I did it the other day with someone in my life and he responded really maturely and it was fantastic and we had a really mature conversation. My friend yesterday would not do the same with the guy she was seeing and so I said to her, you're complaining about a situation that you are choosing. <laughs> um, obviously you did not create the situation but by not changing the situation you are choosing its reoccurrence. Because now this guy thinks that this is this sort of behavior is okay and he's going to keep doing it. And I don't speak from this place of like high and mighty, I'm so perfect. I speak from a place of experience. Every single thing I say or teach is from a place of experience because I was there with another guy um, a few years ago that I was dating that I kept um, allowing this sort of behavior from complaining about it, crying about it to all my other friends because it was upsetting me so much and yet I never once told him that I was not happy, that I was not okay with that. And why did I not tell him that? Because I believed that if I did not communicate, if I did not tell him that my boundaries had been crossed, if I was this perfect, people-pleasing, quote, good girl, that he would choose me, that he would stay. The converse of that, obviously, is that if I did impose boundaries, if I did communicate, if I did risk upsetting him, that he would then leave me. And so that is my abandonment wound, wounding playing up. I had massive abandonment wounding a couple years ago um, that was my abandonment wounding playing into my current adult relationship where I could not honor my own truth my own boundaries respect my own time and energy because I would rather my boundaries be violated and have someone stay than protect myself my boundaries my energy and risk that person leaving and the biggest irony is that I like completely drove myself into a into the ground for this guy allowed him to completely abuse my time my energy just take and take and take and not give and I was this perfect quote like not actually perfect but this quote perfect girl perfect people pleasing little good girl who never strayed and he ended up leaving me anyway he ended up leaving and it's so obvious, I was abandoning myself time and time and time again. I was abandoning myself. So why wouldn't he abandon me too? 
And really, this is the crux of the, the underlying energetic of this whole scenario is that if you continue to people please, if you continue to not be able to enforce boundaries and you keep abandoning your own needs and desires, you are projecting outwards that other people can abandon you too. Other people can um, choose not to respect you too. How can you possibly expect people to respect you when you do not respect yourself? How can you expect people to stay when you constantly abandon yourself? Everything that we see in our external reality is in some way mirrored in our internal. In the way that we treat ourselves, in the narratives that we hold, in how we feel and what we believe about ourselves. And so when we do stop people pleasing, when we do put our needs first, and this does not have to be cutthroat, I just gave an example of what I told my friend to say. I was not mean. I was loving. I was compassionate. Just like a, hey, it's not a big deal. We don't need to have a fight, but I don't really appreciate this. In future, can we do this? Cool. Issue solved. Literally a 30-second communication and we're done. Um, when we do that, we do risk some people leaving and those are generally the people that can't impose boundaries themselves generally the people who have been somewhat served by you not having boundaries right um when they are called upon to rise and they've been like completely enjoying your lack of boundaries they're probably going to resist well some people will resist rising up to this new version of you and this is when you need to have enough self-worth and groundedness to allow those people to leave. Because some people will stay and those are the people that you actually want to have around you. Those are the people that are genuinely, hear me here, genuinely loving towards you they genuinely have your best interests at heart because if you need to lower yourself lower your worth lower your value in order to keep people around what you are actually doing is controlling and manipulating on a very subconscious level these people to stay with you you are manipulating people to stay in your life they are not there because they genuinely love you they are not there because they genuinely respect you they are there because you are controlling them. They are there because you are manipulating them. And so when you rise and you call upon other people to rise to meet you where you are, then those people that do that are the people that are genuine, the people that you actually want in your life. And everyone else who falls away, let them go. Let them go. And the space that they create when they do fall away is going to energetically pull more people in that you do not have to ask to rise. They will already be on your level. You will not have to require any rising from them. It will be easy. It will be kismet. Whew, I just feel like I got very passionate there. <laughs> um... Okay, oh, and those people, the people that either stay or come, 
um, when you're in this place of having risen up, those people won't leave. And so that fear of, oh, everyone abandons me, won't be a thing anymore because those people will stay. They will not leave. You are the person who is creating the situation where people leave. You are the person who is creating the situation where people disrespect you. And you are the only person who can change it. Yes, it does take strength. I'm, I'm saying this as if it's easy. The boundary that I had to enforce the other day with one of my family members, I was shaking as I sent the message and shaking as I listened to his reply. It's not easy. It requires a different version of you, just like any, per, uh, any version of yourself that you want to be, that you aspire to be. It's not the same version of who you are now. You have to act differently. You have to show up differently. Okay, the last thing that I want to speak about is that in the past, when I have put in boundaries, when I have risen, when I have shown up as a different version of myself, I have been criticized by some people, whether it's my family, my friends, um, people in the online space, I have been criticized. I'm sure you've heard the saying, I'm, not, I'm probably going to butcher it a little bit, but people do not criticize people who are below them. You don't criticize people who are below you. You criticize people that are above you. Not necessarily in like wealth or success, but there is something about that person that you deem as being above you. And it's the trait in them that you are criticizing. For example, if you are looking at another woman who's super, like you're going to criticize her and say, oh, she's so loud, she's so brash, she's so bold. There's a part of you that's saying, I wish I could be as authentic as her. I wish I did not have to wear as many social masks as she does. I wish I could be so in my truth that I can be bold and brash and not give a shit that other people are judging me. I wish I didn't have that fear of judgment. There is a part of that woman, even if you have more money than her or you have a like healthier relationship than her, there's a part of that woman that you see as being above you, which is why you are criticizing her. We do not criticize people that are below us. And so if you, because you are putting in boundaries, because you are no longer compromising on your worth and your values, if you get criticized, see it as a fucking compliment. See it as a compliment because you are being criticized because that person sees something in you that they wish that they could be. And no, it's not fucking easy when your mother is, is criticizing you or your partner is criticizing you or your best friend is criticizing you. It's not easy to say, thank you for the compliment. <laughs> In fact, I highly recommend that you don't say that um, to the person. Just say it in your head. It's not easy because that biological response is going to crop up and be like, <gasps> okay, I need to go back to be playing small and being small so that mother, boyfriend, best friend um, accepts me. It's not easy. But remove yourself from that situation. Don't react to the trigger. Take yourself into a quiet space. Breathe. Come back to yourself and take the compliment. 
figure out what it is in you that is triggering the other person. If the person says, oh, you're so cold and ruthless. What is the reframe? Nope, I'm embodied in my boundaries. I know my worth. Reframe it and take the fucking compliment. It's not easy. It takes practice. And it is so worth it. If you need assistance with this from me, if you need to learn how to do this in your own life in a way that is completely respectful to the other person, if you need assistance with communicating um, or communication, I said that really weirdly, um, if you need help figuring out where you are compromising on your boundaries, where you are people-pleasing and how to move out of that situation, then please send me a DM. Let's set up a session. Let's make a program for you and just watch how your life transforms when you are so grounded in your boundaries, in your worth, in your values and in the knowledge that everybody else can criticize you and you're going to remain firm and strong. Alrighty, that is all I have for you today. Um, I'm actually quite enjoying doing these shorter episodes. I feel like you probably enjoy them a little bit more too. Um, let me know if you do. Send me a DM if you love this episode. Please, please, please. Or if you hate it. Either way, I'm open to it. Um, and I will see you next week. Oh, my love. Have a good day. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Emily Cooper Show. I cannot tell you how much your support means to me. I put a lot of time and energy into this podcast and I believe that I also provide a lot of free value. So if you feel called, if I have provided you free value, helped you to think in a different way, supported you through your emotions or just entertained you somehow I would really appreciate it if you could leave a review on the podcast it really helps with engagement secondly if you are feeling called to work with me if you like the work that I do the mission that I embody and if you are feeling called to uplevel your life in any way then please do not hesitate to reach out and contact me. You can book one hour slots with me or you can invest in an entire program, eight weeks, perfectly tailored to where you're at in life right now and what you want to work on. The choice is yours, but don't hesitate to reach out and I will be so happy to welcome you into one of my containers and into my energy. Have a good rest of your day.